This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast. We are so excited to have Lisa Taylor with us. Lisa is a Denver native who began selling real estate in 1992 and established herself very quickly among the city's elite real estate professionals. She's consistently in the top 1% of agents in the Denver metro area and the nation. You can find her on a House Hunters episode on HGTV in, from September of 2015 in the Washington Park episode. You know, real estate is an ever-changing business, but it, Lisa has made it her commitment to serve clients and be consistent. Her tireless work ethic, knowledgeable market insight, and understanding of customer expectations have left, a la have left a lasting impression with clients and colleagues and contribute to her outstanding sales and market track record. Lisa is also a skilled and respected negotiator, having successfully completed hundreds of high-end transactions under a variety of market conditions. So Lisa, we are so excited to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So one of the things Lisa and I were chatting about right before we got on the call was how much the market has shifted and how much of a gift that can actually be. You know, we don't hear that very often here in the real estate world. And so let's talk a little bit about how you see this shifting market as a huge benefit to us as agents. Sure. So as you've mentioned, I've been in real estate actually hit, about to hit the 30-year mark. So fortunate and unfortunate. Fortunate is I've got to see all the real estate cycles. And to me, you know, the first time you see it, you're concerned, you're worried. You're thinking, oh, the market's shifting. The rates are up. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. But in the end, it's, I call it market shift, market gift, because the more things shift and change, a lot of people don't adapt. A lot of people are not resilient. And so to be a better broker, to stay in it for the long haul, and if you're really serious about staying in the market, then you have to be resilient. What that means, it means you have to reinvent yourself a little bit, the things that you're doing, do it well. And the things you need to do, you need to kind of up your game in some things. Because right now, we've heard statistically that over 30% of agents have been gotten out of the market, which gives everybody on this call and everybody here a great opportunity to pick up market share. Yeah. And let's talk specifically about that. You know, we have a great, like we have a revenue share plan. So our agents, if they sponsor agents, they can actually get, you know, uh, um, a percentage of the company dollar for agents that they um bring to the company. And so one of the things you talked about was with that percentage of agents leaving the market, we are seeing smaller brokerages or different teams, you know, kind of closing down. And you talked about that being as an opportunity for agents to call those agents and kind of bring them over. Correct. So I do think it's a great opportunity to bring agents over for your market share for your um, revenue groups. And I also think it's a great opportunity to scoop up people's clients who got out of the business that really aren't resilient or people that they think, oh, I'm going to get out. Now I'm going to get in. I'm going to go back. And, and your clients won't be here when you come back. So you take care of your clients now. If you can't make it in the market, then you're going to have to define yourself as a hiring professional. Like the people that yeah, were the part-time brokers for friends and family, those people probably right. cannot in this market. 
Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, we talked about how that was an opportunity to now pick up business and looking at your sphere. So when you look at your sphere, you know, a lot of people think of their sphere as just the people that they are directly in contact with on a regular basis. But talk to me a little bit about who are you looking at as your sphere and how are you reaching out to contact them? Okay. So I think this is the number one most important item. And I tell everyone have three, four, five sources of revenue sources and client sources. But to me, sphere is the number one. And they think about 70, 80% of your business should come from here if you take care of your sphere. I think it's important to be the trusted real estate expert. So what doesn't matter what group you're in. And that means your sphere, your friends, your family, people at school, people in your bowling group, your network group, your kids' soccer team. But take it a whole level, level deeper. You have asset managers, corporate relocation directors, HR. Sorry about that, guys. Click off. Um, HR managers. Um, and who are your go-to people? So how do I get a sphere or a, how do I connect a HR manager? How do I stay connected? So I think some of that's a little bit of reach out on your part. As we were chatting on before this meeting started, you, you might see things like this company just went out of business. This company's relocating. Well, that's a perfect time for you to pick up the phone, call their HR and say to them, hey, I heard you're moving to Denver. Can you tell me, you know, are you connected with the real estate team in Denver yet? Hey, this is a great time. I heard your people are leaving Denver. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, is this a time where you can pick up some listings? And the other piece of it is, is now because you guys seem to have a national network, you can pick up and, hey, we're moving to California. So I'm going to connect with your group, Cancel Group in California now. So I've got people leaving here, going there. Nothing better than a referral fee for you guys. Yeah, and that's a great thing. I think a lot of people miss out on that opportunity where you need to pay attention to your local news. So, you know, we are in a national, we have a national presence. We are in a lot of, you know, bigger cities or cities that they're moving different companies to, to kind of grow that area. So wanting to make sure that we're, you know, if you see not only just a company moving in, you know, like you'll get a big announcement, you know, Norfolk Southern or so-and-so's moving their corporate headquarters here. You know, like she said, contacting the HR, but also don't miss out on the opportunity. If if you are getting news that something's leaving, um, contacting them because yes, you, you don't want to miss out on that referral fee. Just because you may not be selling where they're relocating to doesn't mean you can't gain business from that and help out a fellow Kanzel agent who the, the location might be kind of going there. So that's a great way to build your business. We also have a lot of people in, we forget a little bit about, we have a lot of people that are in military towns. So there's a lot of movement, you know, from when people are getting orders to move from one base to the next and being aware of when those times are and, you know, looking for opportunities to not only capture business coming in, but also giving those referrals going out. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. And, and like I said, so many people don't miss the boat here because when I say don't read the news, I mean, don't read when you see that bad news, there's also good news in it for you. So seize the moment there because there is so much opportunity when people are moving, changing, downsizing, upsizing, supersizing, I call it. So as people move and grow and change, it's, it's a great opportunity for you. You just have to be able to reach out to people. I want to tell you, one of the reasons why I joined and I just love Canzel is that I can get 100% commission, I get revenue share, and I get stock. 
I am making thousands of dollars every single month in revenue share in stocks. And I now don't have to work nights and weekends on real estate anymore. You know, I've actually never been to a real estate agent's retirement party. And I want to be the first one that people are coming to at a young age. And I want to share with you some of my favorite resources. So if you go to joincanzel.com slash free, there's a couple that I want you to download. One is a 20 free lead generating PDF. It's gonna help you generate leads for free that you can download, as well as there's one on how to double your business. I don't want you to miss it. Go download it today. Joincanzel.com slash free. And let's talk about that too. Like don't read the news. A lot of things you know you're seeing on the news is obviously low inventory, high interest rates, prices are up. But what you're not hearing a lot about are short sales and foreclosures. And what you wanted to talk to a little bit about is they are out there. So, right. and they will be coming. So getting contacts with, you know, REO asset managers, um, different people like that, talk a little bit about that and what they should be doing to set up their pipeline, not only for what's out there right now, but what might be to come. Okay. So this one's interesting because a lot of people I guess, depending on how long you've been in the business, right? In 2000, there were short sales. In 2007 and eight, there were short sales. They went away. Now you're starting to see assumable mortgages come back. Great. You know, and assumable mortgages, you'll see seller carry financing. Time to learn about that. Time to learn about buy downs and time to learn about foreclosures and short sales. What's going to happen is you'll start seeing certain banks will have asset managers and a really great one is VA has a whole asset portfolio of VA foreclosures that have gone back that you can just take over payments or your clients can just take over payments on. So there's probably six to eight resources of places you can get distressed assets. And, um, you know, there's probably like in, in Denver here, there's one group that buys everything and they buy it, not just locally, they buy it nationally. So they're always looking for distressed assets. So for example, I can say, Hey, I just learned of my client in this state is selling, you know, a warehouse. It's an industrial warehouse, exactly what you're looking for. They'll call, they'll look, they'll buy it. If they like it, they, what they want. But I think it's more than leave your bubble a little bit, learn things that are a little outside your comfort zone. I think it's super important to up, I mean, I, I call it up, up your game, but um, 10,000 hours of mastery, you become the expert, become the who can do the unusual because you can keep your traditional standard transactions and you can keep them going. But I do think it's really valuable to be able to do something like not be intimidated by a foreclosure or by a short sale or, oh, I'm not going to do that because it'll take a long time. If, if you really understand it and understand some of these things can be big benefits to your clients and, and especially like seller carry sometimes. Um, I have a farm or a ranch I'm closing this week and we were able to get it from a bank um, at, at a 4.67 interest rate. So my client's super excited. They get great property with the house, with barns and they're getting at 4.67. So the, yeah, you know, and they're out there, they're out there in every state, they're everywhere. So I think it's just yeah. more look for that, look for those things. But, you know, your traditional market, what you're doing now is great. I just feel like you need to add a few more levels. Yeah. And let's talk about that too a little bit, because right now the main objection people are getting from buyers and also the reason why a seller won't list is interest rates and the price of homes. So they don't have anywhere to go. So they don't want to list their home because they're, they're unsure because of low inventory and they don't want to buy because interest rates are high compared to what they're used to seeing them over the last several years. 
But there are a couple of things. One of the things that you said that I loved was, so what if rates never go down? Is the buyer just never going to buy? Um, and we talked a little bit about buy downs and, and people are missing out on assumable loans. So I want to talk to a little bit about that of how you can educate your buyer and seller on buy, rate buy downs and what they can do right now to handle those objections and missing out of the boat on those assumable loans. Talk to you a little bit about that. Okay, so first thing I think that everyone on this call, if you don't know what a buy down is, and you should, but if you don't, and and you see buy down, two one buy down, three two one buy down, what is that? What does that mean? What does that mean for your buyer? And I think what I'm seeing in the Denver market, I'm not sure what you're seeing in California or anywhere else, we're seeing probably seven out of 10 sellers is now offering a buy down to sell their home. What that does, and we call it like a glorified escrow account where it puts money into an account and they pay your mortgage payment for two years and they make it substantially lower. Um, people are in hopes over you know time that the rates will go down or they'll catch a good wave, but you can do a permanent buy down. You can do a buy down for two years. And I think learning what that is, because it's a huge benefit to the client. So for example, you know, we had one yesterday and it was at seven, seven point five percent with the buy down. They were at six point two percent. So kind of put them in line with the market, got them into a payment they can afford. But I think anytime people bring bring up the rate problem or the rate objection, you go right to, well, let's see what a buy down looks like. And when I ask people, do you want to take a look what your buy down numbers look like? They always say, yeah. And so it really hasn't slowed. I don't feel like it's stopped people from buying. I have as many people buy in. I feel like the last six transactions I've done all have had buy downs. So learn what it is, spend time with your lender, show them, you know, because it's really a huge benefit. And every day it seems like you have to get your buyers who are reading the news past the, oh, rates are too high. And if you just say, hey, well, why don't we just buy it down? And, you know, that should solve your problem. You can kind of move on because like, what if rates don't go down ever again? Right. What if, so now you are looking for the creative finance, you are looking for the assumable loans, the VA foreclosures, you are looking for seller carry loans. I mean, I think that's great. And anyone who's willing to do that, it's a huge benefit to everybody, but you're going to start seeing them a lot more. And maybe, like I said, it's, it's a huge benefit. And like my client that just got the 4.67, you know, they're, they're excited. They've got a 28 more years on a loan that's at 4.67% interest rate. Yeah, and and I think that's where people are missing out as well as on that is on the assumable loans. So there are loans, especially, you know, like FHA. There's some different loans that are assumable, and you can take over the interest rate that they had. And that's like your clients are taking advantage of that right now in, in a property that they found. Correct. Yeah, and one of the things that we offer is, uh, you know, we we encourage our agents to jump on a Zoom call. Click record with your lender, the lender that you love to use, and do some of these questions back and forth. Have them say, you know, tell me what a buy down is. What is a 2-1 buy down? Have the lender explain it. Um, and then they, our video team will actually make these little clips that they can put on their social media because you want to make yourself an expert in it. Um, and you can just send it to clients when they're like, well, I don't, I can't buy right now. The rate's too high. I want to wait till the rates go down. You can send these little nuggets to them so that they can understand, you know, the different options that are out there. And that kind of brings us to, to social media and how you're using social media to, to grow your business. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. So I use social media in two different ways. I use social media one. Yes. I want to be in front of people, you know, of course it should bring me business, 
but I use it to, I, I like to try and stay connected to my clients, my sphere, you know, kind of more of a human touch. So I kind of keep a spreadsheet. I call people, check in with them. How are you doing? Oh, I saw like on social media, I saw your son score the winning goal or just liking their stuff. So I take time to click through and try and connect with them on a more genuine side. But then, so I, I use it as being human and the genuine side, but I also use it for being the expert. And I think staying, because so many people are getting out of the business, I think it's wise to, you can take over a ton of market share here as well. You're the market, the latest market statistics you can put on. I like to do a lot with people love pictures, right? They love pictures. They love video. They love seeing a new kitchen. They like seeing kids eating ice cream out on the back patio by the pool. So I like to do things that make people feel good. I like the family sitting at the table with the turkey dinner. I like um, just people smiling, people enjoying a glass of wine, people sitting in the hot tub. So I like to, in my social media, I like to show how, not what a house is, but what a home is, like what brings you home. So I think that's important. And I really like that helps my connections. And then I like to stay ahead of people at the local market. So I, then I feel like I can touch them on a person to person level during the holidays, like, Oh, happy Thanksgiving, be safe. Here's your Turkey dinner. Here's your Christmas lights. But then I can also put out some realtor based marketing in terms of, um, here we are, here's the before after kitchen. Here's where, you know, cabbie kitchens has, you know, a sale or porcelainosa has their annual realtor sale go, you know, if you're, if you're shopping here. So I just like to be relevant and I like to bring value. I don't just try to get as many likes as possible. I try and get as much content and quality as possible. And I feel yeah. like if you want to stay ahead of people and stay relevant, then, you know, you have to, you have to, I think it's a social media is a big deal. Some people don't use it, but and I, and I got to be honest, it's not the highlight of my day either. I have to make myself make videos. I have to make myself post. I have to make myself do it. And I work with a social media person. That's great, but it takes time and you have to pay attention to it, but you can't, it, it's too big to not do it and you have to do it. And people like it. Sometimes I'll send out, you know, two kids with their puppy eating an ice cream cone. People are like, Oh my God, that was the cutest post ever. And you're just staying in front of people like a genuine person, not just a salesperson who's always asking for money or asking for a sale. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you said, to mix up the post, you know, social media can be a little overwhelming to people. And one of the things that you said I love was two things. You, you have a social media person and maybe you can talk a little bit about how you found them or how easy it is to find someone that can do that for you. Um, and two, you said to, you take it month by month because sometimes people think like, oh my gosh, what should I even post? And you, you kind of look at each month and what's going on, what holidays there are, what's, what's happening in the market, et cetera. So you can kind of mix that in. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, okay. So my social media person actually, you know, was just a referral from a friend. And what I, what I do is like, and probably for you guys, whenever you have events, community events, what I do, since you have a national network, I bring them to all of my social events and we make videos at the event. So if we're at a wine dinner, if we're at an awards dinner, I have him come but I don't have them just tag me. I have them interview some of my peers and colleagues. They're none of them are my competition. They're all my allies. And then I will make a video for everybody. And when I make that video for everybody, it goes national news. It goes nationally and people love it. And people are tagged in it. They're grateful. 
it just opens up the door for me to get, you know, national, to get national um, referrals. Yeah, I love that too. One thing that we do that we get a lot, you can get a massive amount of shares on your, you know, post or reels, whatever you might be doing is also community highlights. So when you're out and about, like if you're eating at a local ice cream shop or at a restaurant or, you know, somewhere that you love or frequent, you ask to do just a quick little video intro with them. You just record on your phone. You just say like, Hey, I'm here at, you know, XYZ ice cream shop. Um, tell us a little bit about it. And the, the owner or worker will, you know, say something. And then you just kind of take some B-roll. Like you just take some video of the ice cream and you do different things like that. And then we actually can help you hire someone. They'll edit videos for like $4 an hour. So it, you know, a couple, but like less than 10 bucks, you can get a video edited. You can post it and then you tag them in it. Like you said, then they share it. So then their customers are now seeing it. So you've given them a free marketing, um, you know, material. You now look as to be a neighborhood expert and you're getting more exposure to yourself and you're benefiting your local community. And those are really great posts to do. So I love how you tag you know, say you're out with one of your, you know, real estate friends or your loan officer or closer tagging them in it. So then they'll share it because now you're getting a lot more exposure to your social mm -hmm. media. And people are really, really grateful because if you have your yeah. person with you, you're shooting, you're shooting the ice cream shop, then it goes everywhere. And then everyone's tagged on it. Then it's great media marketing assets for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, you're, you're helping each other. And then like you said, you can have 10,000 followers on your, on your page. But if you're not getting content, that's going to generate leads, then it's really, you know, pointless. So it's going to help grow your follower account and you're providing information. Like I love how you talked about providing. Um, this is something I think that people miss out on is letting people know when there's a sale, like a sale for, you know, furnishings or Christmas, like, you know, Christmas is coming up and you're seeing a bunch of different, like a one day of sale on Christmas trees, posting something like that, that's giving value to someone. Cause they'll come They'll keep coming back to your, you know, Instagram page, your Facebook page to see what else are you going to give them because you just dropped value to them. And you, you then sneak in your real estate content in as well to kind of just give them something to come back and look forward to on your, on your social. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Um, something else we talked about was you talked about diversifying yourself. So in a market like this, just you there's a lot of missed opportunities. And one of the things I love to talk about is there will always be deals. So people miss out on things like death, divorce, disability, decline in income, distance, default. There's a lot of business out there. Talk a little bit about that. Okay. So they call it the three, four, five D's of real estate. And so people can read once again, oh my gosh, the rates are high. This is houses aren't selling. People aren't moving. Well, that's not true. Houses do sell. A lot of houses sell, and instead of reporting how many they're on the market, they should have report how many went under contract last week. Or, and with people dying, with people divorcing, with people with on disabilities, elderly people, Alzheimer's, um, losing jobs and relocating, there's a lot of business. And so, once again, don't listen to the noise. Look for those opportunities, and it, you know you don't want to be the one that preys upon people. Of course not, but same token is you know that people are going to die. You know that people are going to get diseased and you know that people are going to lose their jobs. So there will always be business. There always has been business and it's not going to change if the rates are higher, the rates are low. And as I mentioned earlier, like a lot of my clients, 
don't even look at the rates. They could care less. They, they'll borrow against their portfolio. They'll pay cash. They'll get a seller carry. So a lot of people, you know, there's a handful of people for sure that are affected by rates, but a lot of people aren't. So I, I think that, oh, the rates are high is too big of a conversation. And, you know, you know, even yesterday I had a guy call and he said, I'm buying my mom's house. And I said, well, do you need to do it by now? And he's like, no, I'm paying cash. I'm like, okay. And it's somebody I went to high school with. So I'm thinking, you know, does he have however much cash? And, and he did. We had like, you know, 800,000 writing a check for his mom's house, but he wants it valued. So for the estate and he's paying cash for it. So it's somebody I wouldn't ever think in a million years would have that much money, but it's writing a check for it. So there's just so many, so much cash around between the investors, the, the asset managers, you know, people buying for their kids. You think how many people do you think when their kids go to college, just buy them a house, you know, they have the money, they've been saving it for years and there's yeah. so much business out there. And so, like I said, don't get caught up in the noise and just know that there will always be deals and you just can't sit and worry about what your competitors are doing or what people are saying, you know, and that's where I call it, you know, don't listen to the noise or read behind, read between the lines because that's where you find all the opportunity. Yeah. And I love that looking for different opportunities. I think we kind of get lost in just our, what have we always done? Leads come from here. They only come in this form. And I love how you said like the college, I'm, I am seeing more and more parents purchasing investment properties in the cities where their kids are going to college, one for them to live in. So instead of paying a landlord rent for their child to live in an apartment, they now have an investment property that they can actually make a cash flow off of by renting to friends and they're creating they're starting to build a portfolio so that's another great just avenue people are kind of missing out on is you know just looking for those opportunities they're they're not always in plain sight but there is tons of opportunity out there for people to that they're purchasing real estate for different things um let's talk a little bit about testimonials you talk about how much this will set you apart how do you use testimonials to not only just grow your business, but validate your business. So I think as being the area trusted expert, I think it's important on your social media pages, on your website, any mail drops you do, any newsletters, any marketing you do, anywhere you put yourself out there, at least put one or two testimonials. And I think that will set you apart because people, for some reason, people don't, some people will put them out there and some people won't. But I think the most important thing about testimonials, it's people validating you, what a great experience they've had with you. And I mean, I think nowadays, everyone, one, two, three, four, five stars, what are you? Um, and a lot of people said, oh, I read your resume. You were five stars. I read your this. You were five stars. You were, But the only reason, and I, the biggest sale I've ever gotten in my entire 30 years was one that a, a client, he's actually my neighbor. <laughs> he um, found me online and said, Oh, you had five stars. I read your resume. You clicked all the boxes and I clicked on you. And so it was, you know, perfect match, but I never spoke with him. He never called. He never got a referral. He just saw the five stars and read my resume because it was posted somewhere. So he, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember what site he went on, whether it be Google or whether it be Instagram back then there wasn't Instagram, but I put it out there and I was so surprised. I was like, wow, this is the first time I started posting myself, my testimonials, my resume, any spots where I could put it where it's relevant. I put it out there and I got my, my highest sale, you know, and it was a, you know, like 5 million plus sale. And it was when I yeah. was younger in real estate. I was like, wow, this is my biggest sale. And it was exciting, but I put myself out there. So don't be yeah. afraid to post, 
And, and I, I, I'm a strong believer. Don't do what everyone else is doing. You know, look, read between the lines, look at, okay, I'll do some of these really traditional things that you've always done, do the things that work well and continue to work well, but, you know, add two or three layers more. And I feel like you're going to get a lot more, you know, you'll start seeing that market increase and you'll start getting leads from non-traditional sources or referrals from out of state. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And don't forget to put the, don't, don't forget to put your reviews everywhere. Like not just on your socials. Great. You want to put them up there so that they're, they're there as well. But people forget about creating a Google profile. The number one place people go to search for a real estate agent is Google. And if your reviews are in there, you will come up in the search. So you want to make sure that you're like adding to that search engine with, you know, great reviews about yourself. So that's great. Well, we're running short on time here. So we have one last thing I want you to talk to them about in closing out is making time to make daily contacts. I think that's just where we all have to start every day. How many do you reach out to today? And then what are you asking them? What are you doing? You know, inviting certain people out to meetings, just kind of give them that as their, as their parting words today. So my parting words are, I think the most important thing is at least make three because you can say, I'm going to call 10 people a day. Well, you're not, I'm going to call five people a day. So I found with me, with the amount of workload I have, what I have going, that I can do three. I can do three. I can either text three people and say, hey, I'm just checking in. Oh my gosh, how's the school year going for your kids? So I'll do three people that have kids in high school or three in college. Or, and it's just soft touches. And those conversations go so far. And I might invite this person to coffee or you know, call someone I hadn't talked to in a really long time. Gosh, I've been thinking about you. How's your mom? Just really genuine touches, but three people a day I can do that with. Sometimes I'll call them. Sometimes I will text them, never email them, but I always just reach out and, and, and never talk about a house. Like, Hey, are you going to sell anytime? Never. It's always a genuine reach out. And those conversations go so far like, Oh, Lisa, I was going to call you. My mom is sick and I'm going to have to move her out here. Or I have to sell my mom's house and get her into assisted living. Oh, can you help us? You know, but those reach out calls are invaluable. And honestly, it's like people I haven't talked to in a really long time. And I sometimes on a compact, I call them, I feel so stupid. I haven't talked to them in so long, but they're so grateful when you call them and you actually care about them or what's going on in their life. So I feel like that's been really invaluable to me. I do feel like, you know, if you can make a coffee meeting or let's grab coffee, let's go grab dinner. Even people you didn't do it with before, um, you're calling people, you, they see you on social media, they're recommending their neighbor, their sister, or their mom, whoever, it doesn't matter if they're moving, but you know, they, I, I just feel like the constant reach out. And I feel like with all the social media uh, too, people are inundated by it. You know, your emails flooded with, you know, constant junk mail. Now your mailbox is filled with constant junk mail. So now it's like, it's time to reach out again. And like the good old fashioned human touch or you know, good old fashioned sitting down with a cup of coffee or, you know, go grabbing dinner or something. And so I found, I started doing that a few months ago, really consistently, not like call I'm going to call this day and not that, or even if, even if you do it three days a week, say I'll make 10 contacts a week, whatever you do, whatever you can actually really do, what, whatever you can actually really do, um, I think you should do. And you will notice immediately, even if you start even text three people a day, they will get right back with you. And so that's interesting to see what kind of response. And I always get a really favorable response on that. Awesome. Well, great. Well, this has been great, Lisa. Tell our listeners how they can find you. So I, uh, 
lisa.taylor at compass.com or you can find me. I always post my cell phone everywhere. It's 303-882-2000. But, and I answer my phone. Oh, that's a whole big other topic, but I answer my phone if you call. If anyone has questions or questions on social media, I'm happy to connect you to my social media person or give you great ideas for videos. Anything I can do to help, I'd love to. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Lisa. And for our listeners, we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.